Here at the Joe Show, we have the finest studios. Where's your studio? Because, like, I'm in a studio now. It has guitars and some kind of UV light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on. The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. I think the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. And smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? You sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about Iowa like that. I'll slap the dog shit out your That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com.
guys ready? So you're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. Well, it's Tuesday. That's right, my friends. It is Tuesday, June 9th, 2015, literally after 6 o'clock. And you are listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. I've got so much exciting stuff to talk about tonight. I, I'm... I have not spoken with Kurt Haskell since his ass got the hell out of this crazy country. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. It's going to be a lot of fun talking with him again. We're going to talk about what it's like being an expat. What it's like getting news from a different source. From a source that's not influenced by the mainstream. but That's not influenced by the U.S. government. It's going to be crazy to hear what that's like. I'm looking forward to that. And in the second hour, my buddy Info Assassin, or Hard Harry, you might know him as, uh, he's, he's really dialed into what's going on with a lot of different things in the world, and we'll talk to him about his opinion. You know, that's what this is all about. This is all about opinion, right? I think we can agree that this format of talk 
this format of conspiracy talk is about opinion, right? Or, or is it about fact? You know, is there information backing up some of those opinions? You know, is there actual truth behind some of those opinions? I don't know. Why is Rand Paul trying to uh, get 28 pages released all of a sudden? Oh, there were Saudis involved with 9-11 that brought that brought down the towers? You must be kidding me. That's got to be a joke. You're a conspiracy theorist for saying anything like that. You crazy MF'er. That's it. You, yeah, that's it. I'm done with you. No, no, no. If you think 9-11 was orchestrated by anybody other than... Uh, uh, some guy in a cave on a dialysis machine, then I got nothing left for you. No, I'm just kidding. It's just a joke. Honestly, it's just a joke. I promise you that. <laughs> uh, one of the first things I want to touch on, like I said, Kurt, Kurt Haskell will be joining me in about five minutes, six minutes, give or take. But I want to touch on something real fast. Because, you know, a lot of people like to say that I'm a cop hater. You know, I hate cops. I want all cops to die. Just shoot the cops. Well, that's far from true about me. First of all, I've got a lot of cops that are my friends. I'm, I'm dealing with an issue here in my own town or the town next to me with a cop that I worked with before he was a cop. A guy I knew, a guy I trusted, a guy I worked for his father, knew his mother. They're good people. And he got involved in a shooting this past week. Based on everything I can read, uh, based on what I've seen so far, I would say that this officer, a friend of mine, yes, you know, let's lay everything on the table. He was somebody I knew. He was a friend of mine. I worked with his wife. I worked for his father. I worked alongside of him. He got called to a domestic disturbance. He responds to the domestic disturbance. I think he's uh, the officer in charge. He's a sergeant. Pretty high up for a little county that we're talking about, a little town that we're talking about. After a few hours standoff, he gets the guy to, the guy shows up, he sneaks to the back, you know, the neighbor's backyard or something. He shows up at, at my friend's face, holding a rifle pointed at him, an officer. He convinces this drunk, suicidal individual to drop the rifle. He puts the rifle on the ground. Eh, we figure it's over and done, right? That's what we would all think. This individual decides to reach for a handgun that was very visible to the officers during the whole incident. And that's when my friend decides to shoot and kill this individual. You know, doing these things that we do, talking about these things we talk about, there's a lot of times that you know, our side, what we know to be true, is there. And we, we stand by it. And if I didn't know this individual, if I didn't share a job with his wife and him, I might think differently. But I honestly believe that Sergeant Michael Layden of the Northport Police Department would have done everything in his power, knowing him as an individual, Knowing him, knowing him as a person before he was a cop, I honestly believe that he had no other option. Now, I'm not a police supporter. Trust me. I've been called a cop hater. I've been called every bad word in the book. 
But this situation, after reading everything, after evaluating everything, and this isn't a national story. This is a local story to me. This is just a little, you know, Northport, Florida, little town here where I live. And there are some bad cops in that town. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe Sergeant Michael Layden is. And I believe that he did everything in his power to not kill that individual. And we don't see that very often. You know, there's very few cases where we can point that out. And I honestly believe in my heart, of all hearts, that he did everything to not hurt that individual. Now, with that said, I want to spin into to the whole Texas issue. And a, a big thing being missed on the Texas issue right now is what started the whole problem. It wasn't a bunch of black kids running around the pool that started the problem. Well, I guess maybe a little bit that was what started the problem. I mean, if you if you want to be honest. Okay. There were some darkies around the pool, and, and some whiteies didn't like it. But what really started the incident, what really is not being reported by mainstream media, you know, those guys that are out there looking out for you, making sure you know everything, what's not being reported by them is truly what started the problem. And that was a bunch of racist white women. Some cows, if I can say. Okay? I'm a little crazy, all right? I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, pick uh, looks of people uh, based on how I think about them. You know, I, I'm not really picky on things that I do. But the point is, is you had some racist white women that decided it was okay for a 30-something-year-old woman to smack a 14-year-old girl. Now, so be it. If that was the mother, I wouldn't be against it. But I do have a problem with some stranger slapping my child. And there would be a lot more of an issue going on in that circumstance, in my mind, if that was my child getting slapped by some stupid bitch. Just saying. Just wanted to make sure I put that out there. Uh... A lot of you guys might remember a few years ago, this 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 guy decided he wanted to, um, well, maybe he didn't decide, but he decided he wanted to take a bomb onto an airplane and shove it in his underwear, and maybe he could blow up and cause a big terrorist attack, and everything would, you know, everything would be great. Well, but but see, there's a lot of things that go along with this story. There's a lot more to this story than mainstream media reported. Um, there were witnesses that saw what happened that that fateful day. Uh, I believe it was uh, December 24th, 25th, going in, uh, very early in the morning. And people were, you know, people saw this individual being led onto an aircraft. People saw, uh, you know, people videotaping this individual as he was doing basic functions that you and I would do and not even think about it. So it rises a lot of questions. Well, this individual... This person that I have a lot of respect for uh, decided that he would not live in a country that would try to to harm him. So he decided let's let's move to let's move to someplace a lot better than here, and we'll move to Costa Rica, where it's sunny and you know people don't bother us, and we can do what I want. And so far, you know, I haven't talked to Kurt since uh, he left for Costa Rica, but but Kurt, I- I'm sure things got to be really nice out there for you. 
<laughs> hey, Sean. Yeah, things are good here. I can't I, complain. I have to imagine. Last time I talked to you was about a week or two before you left the States. Uh, Lori was already there. Uh, you were getting ready to pack the dogs and the cats and the, your buddies into a car and take the long trip to Costa Rica. Obviously, you made it alive, so that's a good good sign to begin with. It, yeah, made it alive, no problem. The drive wasn't wasn't that bad. It took nine days, but, you know, before I left, I had all these people telling me I'll get murdered in Mexico and the drug lords are going to get me and I'm going to get caught garbage and it's really a pretty safe drive yeah so you didn't encounter any major i mean i've i've, I've talked with you on facebook and, and different mm-hmm. interactions since you left but there was no you know nobody tried to kill you there was a couple incidences where you had to throw out a little more money than you thought you might have had to but you made it safe right oh yeah yeah no problem at all yeah we had some issues with the police in managua we got pulled over three times in mile span uh, police asking for bribes, but said you know it cost us about two hours of our time, but not, nothing major. No, never really felt unsafe anywhere. You know, um, San Salvador is a little sketchy, the capital of El Salvador. Right. And we we stayed one night there. We didn't encounter any problems, but that's a very unsafe city, if you ask me. It just you felt kind of uneasy to be there, right? Well, you know, everywhere you look, there's walls of barbed wire and and people walking around with machine guns on the streets. It's not not a very safe environment. And w- when you check into your hotel, they warn you that ten people are murdered in that city every night, and to don't wa- don't walk around. So, yeah, you didn't really feel all that safe there, but never had any problems. So, so you know, and then you know just. Uh, you know, usual aggravations of, you know, trying to find hotels that'll take dogs and that, you know, that kind of thing. And people at the border, uh, you know, none of us spoke fluent Spanish, so we got helpers at each border to tell us things cost more than they did, and they would pocket the difference and just little annoying things like that. Right, but you, you live, know, you no live through problems. it. You live through it. You didn't sure. die. Nobody murdered you. Nobody beat you up. You didn't lose any money no. uh, other than extortion. But you didn't. You get robbed or anything, right? No, no, oh, no major problems whatsoever. None. So, so since you've been there, you know, I, I follow you and your wife, and you guys look like you're having a blast. Your, your monkey buddy on your shoulder, you know, all kinds of things going on, um, but. You've been you you haven't gone away. I mean, you were you were co you were standing in as a as a host on the Power Hour for a while there. Um, you know, mm-hmm. helping yeah, out. Yeah, I, I did a, did a few shows for uh, for Joyce Riley when she was out sick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you haven't sat down. You haven't backed out of this. You've been st- paying attention. You've just been enjoying life while you're paying attention. Right. I actually have a lot more time now to pay attention to things. I actually think I'm more informed now than I was before. You sound it, you sound so relaxed, Kurt. I must say, you really do. You sound uh, uh, you sound like a different man than I spoke than when I spoke to you a year ago, right before you left. You actually, I can hear a difference in your voice. Well, you know, when I was in the states, I had a very stressful career and worked a lot of hours, and that take that takes a toll on after or. Uh, for 15 years and you know when you're working 40 50 60 70 hours 80 hours sometimes a week it's in a stressful job takes a toll on you 
Well, and then and you add the stress of being, you know, attempted to uh, allegedly. I mean, you and I know what happened, but allegedly, you sure. know, your government tried to kill you, and that really kind of probably added a lot more stress to your life. Well, yeah, you know, and, and having that happen, and then realizing, you know, I didn't, I had no idea before that happened how corrupt things really were. That you know, your own government. Uh, for a while, I thought they'd planted a live bomb in our plane. You know, wouldn't wouldn't be for a year and a half till I'd figure out that they'd planted a, a defective bomb on our plane. But still, they planted you know, they a live jackass on your plane. Is what they planted. Right. <laughs> they knew it, they knew our plane was going to catch on fire up in the air, and it was going to scare the crap out of people. And you know, I I didn't sleep for like six months after that. I was so I was having nightmares about it. And you know, they, they don't care. And when I threatened to sue the government, they threatened to uh, to come after me for their attorney fees. The case, which is discovered because they had been hiding all the evidence of what went on too, so I knew my chance of winning the case would be next to nothing. You know, and just things like that, and and the government government trying to ruin my reputation when my reputation at the time was my entire career. Right. You know, as an attorney, that that's your career, your reputation. For those that don't uh, know, Kurt Kurt was a a very well known attorney uh, attorney in the Michigan area, as well as his wife. Uh, they're they're childless. Uh, I don't mean that negatively. I, I, I after I said it, I kind of thought how that sounded. But they don't have any children. They have their dogs, and they were they're forty something year old adults who who saved a lot of money, didn't have a lot of expenses, and were living a, a pretty happy life up to that point, right? Yeah, I mean, we ha- we had a great life. We had a very successful law office. Um, we were. We had four attorneys. It was us two, and then we had two more attorneys in our office. And we were doing, it, we were the, either number one or number two in the amount of uh, divorce we did in the entire state of Michigan. And bankruptcies, I think we were fifth. So we had a really successful office. And, uh, you know, we walk, kind of just walked away at the height of our careers. But it was a good life. We d- we worked a lot, you know, and, and had. St- stressful jobs but other than that it was a good life so kurt since so, yeah. you've since you've got down there um i want to know and this is my big question i know you've seen me you know facebook it out and everything about this is my big question to you mm-hmm. what is it like to get news about america in a foreign land as being an expat what is mm-hmm. it like to get news um are you asking like what it, where do you, how, where do you get your news? How does Costa Rica treat the U.S. news? Well, is yeah, that what you're saying? well, yeah, because you know what you're getting. I'm sure you're still going to the Drudge Report. You're still going yeah. to the main sources that we would go to in America here. But mm-hmm. but but being on that side, because uh, I know I know a couple other individuals that live probably a couple miles from you that are radio <laughs> people I've met and 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 uh, learned and different people I know. Uh, just as well as I know you, because I don't really know you, but I think mm-hmm. I've interviewed you and talked with you enough and interacted with you enough that I know you good enough. And there's mm-hmm. other people in, in in your area that I know like that. So what's it like living there? Forget Drudge, forget forget American news sources. When you go to the town, when you go to individuals as you're as you're living your life in a, in a foreign land. What's news like to you as you get it from them? 
Uh, okay, I'll I'll try and answer. I, I think I know what you're asking, but for, first of all, news here is different. Like we're on, watch Costa Rica news here. They don't talk about the U.S. at all. They talk about you know this volcano is erupting and this ship sank on the coast and. Uh, you know, this tourist was was killed by a crocodile. You know, and that's the kind of news we have here. Right. There's no there's no news about like terrorism or the U.S. So there's no globalist news. There's no oh my god, worry about ISIS. Oh my god, worry about Al Qaeda. Oh, there's nothing. There's nothing like that. Now, I, could I put on CNN and watch that? Yes, but I choose to not watch those channels ever. So. No, our Costa Rican news is very different. There's none of that, none of all this fear-mongering and terrorism and war. And we don't even have a military here. So it's very, very different news. Well, how do you protect now, yourself if you don't have a military? I mean, come on, Kurt, you got to be worried about that. <laughs> Are you not scared? Come on, you got to be scared. Not the, not the slightest bit scared, no. No, see, we don't, we don't have uh, any oil here, so I'm not too worried about the U.S. invading. Or 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 uh, you know large supplies of gold, so you know not too concerned about the U.S. military taking over. Which is one of the reasons you decided place. to go there. I mean, we've talked, uh, we interviewed uh, God a year and a half, two years ago, where we talked about your decision making for going there, and part mm-hmm. of it was that it, there weren't a lot of laws, and the biggest laws were against des- destroying the environment. I guess if I would were to describe this place, I would call it kind of like the old Wild West. There's very few laws here. It's kind of just live your life, do what you want to do, and don't hurt anybody else, and everything's good. Oh I mean, that's God, kind of, no, that can't that can't be that can't be feasibly a way to run a country. You can't be happy living in a <laughs> lifestyle like that, Kurt. Come on, you, you you must be missing the complete control of the U.S. government. Uh, no, you know, I've actually vowed to not even go back there at all. I just the the U.S. just totally disgusts me at this point. It, well, I mean, once you've lived in a country, why would I want to go back to the U.S.? You know, I step into the country and first thing I see is the TSA, you know, ready to grope me and I and get interrogated by customs of why I've been out of the country for a year. I I, I just don't need it. What what does the U.S. have to offer me at this point? Well, have Nothing. have you relinquished? Are are you a hundred percent expat? Have you relinquished your U.S. or do you still have U.S. citizenship? No, I still have it because you have to to get Costa Rican citizenship. It takes five years. So okay, uh, if I were to relinquish relinquish my U.S. citizenship, I won't have citizenship anywhere, and I won't have a passport anywhere. So I. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not, but I can't even decide till I've been here five years and I've only been here a year. So I, I know this is going to be a crazy question for you, Kurt, but I got to ask it because I follow your wife too. You know, I watch what she does and mm-hmm. what she's going yeah. through. Did did her first hairstyle in Costa Rica work out okay? I, I know she just had it like a week or two ago. She got her first hairstyle in Costa Rica. Yeah. I want to make sure it came out okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you cut out there for a second. Yeah, you know, she was talking to a lot of her friends here, and they they had all these nightmare stories about going in to get a, a you know a little bit of hair trim, then they get, like, all their hair cut off and that kind of thing. So she was scared. So she went, uh, her first uh, haircut was in November. She got here last May, but she went back to Florida uh, to visit family in November. And there, and then she waited again until uh, a couple of weeks ago to find someone she trusted here finally to cut her hair. Yeah, it looked so. beautiful. Tell her I said that, please, because it did look, <laughs> okay. did look beautiful. 
<laughs> okay. All right. Now that we got the pleasantries done, Kurt, um, uh-huh. let, let's. What's as as an expat, as somebody looking on the outside, you know, we've had a, a bunch of different issues come up recently. But what what really grabs you? What is something that you've gone? I, I'm so happy I left because this is going on. Oh, that's easy. Um, this Jade Helm thing scares the crap out of me because I think you know they're go- they're going through this huge planning, this huge huge expenditure with Jade Helm, saying it's going to last two months, but you're already seeing evidence that's taking place in every state, and it's just an enormous size. And I don't think that it's going to end. I think that this is planned out to last indefinitely. I just don't see them doing this big expenditure and then come mid-September say, hey, that's it, we're going to shut everything down and close up and we won't have this anymore. So I th- and I think it's planned for this time period for a reason because I think something enormous is going to go down during well, you know, the Well, you know, they keep saying that the crazy conspiracy theorists are talking about a major event in September. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people have uh, hypothesized a, a meteor... Um, uh, some people have hypothesized that aliens are going to be released. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. finally the evidence of that's going to be released. I- I'm one of those really crazy guys that believes in things like Blue Operation Bluebeam and chemtrails. So uh-huh. I would have to push more towards the line of a fake, uh, contrived type uh, incident if something happens in September. Um, it's hard to say because. See, we have the U.S. on the edge of total financial collapse. True. It could happen anytime. So what they're going to do, in my opinion, is they're either going to ha- there's either going to be a natural disaster, not caused by anyone, that they know is going to happen. For instance, a meteor, or, an or, asteroid, or an asteroid hit that or, they know or, is going to hit, or a major storm caused by you know uh, chemtrails and geoengineering. But that's all another thing. Go ahead. Sure, sure. There's that. I mean, they could also. Uh, you know, shake the ground enough at Yellowstone to cause that volcano to erupt at Yellowstone. But so there, it could be there's something that they know is coming during time. Or they got the help uh, to happen, or they're going to start World War Three, in my opinion, because the last thing they're going to do is let the economy collapse first. Because then all the blame will go on the politicians and the bankers, and people will come for their heads. See, if it's a man-made disaster or man-made or just natural disaster or war, war where they would set it up to blame another country. War produced dollars. First, right. Uh, you know, where, where they could blame Russia or China for attacking U.S. first. Then of, and then the economy collapses or it collapses from, you know, a weather-related event. Then the politicians and the bankers don't get the blame for the, the collapse. Uh, that I think is going to happen during Jade Helm, probably during the last part of it. And let's not forget, Kurt, they're setting up the whole Russian issue with Ukraine right now. If you, if, if you guys weren't listening earlier, Jack was talking to Scott Rickard about the the whole Russian-Ukraine issue and how the Ukraine and and, and secret forces within them are are launching a lot of these attacks that are making it look like it's Russia, but they're doing it on purpose. I have a video pulled up here we may get to tonight, uh, talking with some women, uh, one that lost an arm under attacks that were actually orchestrated by the Ukraine to made made to look like it was Russia. People forget how we, we, we do these 
uh, these covert, we do these orchestrated events, and they've been happening for decades. But I think referring back to the Muhad, I always hate trying to say this word, the Muhajajin, the pre-Al-Qaeda guys, and now we're looking at ISIS, who, of course, we've already proven, has already been proven, was formed by the U.S. government. So we watch these things going on, Kurt, and you reporting from the outside, it's got to feel different. Do you feel different about it? I mean, because obviously the fear is not there because you don't have the fear they're trying to push on us. You're right. I don't have that at all. It's just um, I just look at the people in the U.S. and I just think that they're stupid. Not everybody, but most of them, because they they believe the stories like you know ISIS. Well, and we got Russia two, we got two white expand we, their territory. We got two white trash women fighting in the Walmart part in the Walmart aisles. Come on, <laughs> we got We got to pay attention to that, Kurt. You know, come right. on, brother. <laughs> right, that's the big news story. You know, and Bruce Jenner becoming a woman. You know that that's much more important than you know the entire financial system collapsing and World War Three with Russia. You know. But yeah, I just the more I'm here and the more I like, I'll go on a, a story from CNN or something on the internet and read it just to read the comments, right? Because I want to see how Americans are reacting. And, and then you uh, go, "Oh my God, why did I do that?" They're, they're stupid. <laughs> you know, I I don't mean insult anybody, but it's true. They are stupid. The, not everybody, but the majority are, and they're they're going to be so blindsided by what's coming. I mean. They, even some Americans here, they have still all investments in U.S. dollars, and I'm like, why on earth would you have your investments in U.S. dollars? It's utterly insane, and, and they always say the U.S. dollar is never going to collapse. Okay, you can't you can't any sense to them at all. They also said they don't Rome. See the freight train. They also said Rome would never collapse. So you know, I, I, we got to look at history. Uh, one of the big th- sayings I say, Kurt, is know your history or have no future. If you don't know what's happening in in the past times of humanity, forget America. It's humanity. You have to know what happened in humanity to understand what you're looking forward to. And I, I really think that we've lost a grasp of that attention. I think we've lost the idea that there's more to us than what these people tell us we are. Yeah, I, I mean, history is... if. History is doomed to repeat itself, right? I mean, that's what they say, and that's what we see happening before us. But they're they're being so clever to try and hide everything now, too. But you know, if you're paying attention, it's very obvious to what's going I th- on. I, I wouldn't the, the, great hold, Kurt. I wouldn't say they've been clever. Yeah. I actually would say they've gotten sloppier over the past well, yeah, fifteen years. I, I was going to say that, especially the past year. <laughs> it just it just seems to be that they're trying to speed things up and they just don't care anymore that they're so sloppy but they realize the a majority of Americans will call them out no well, matter how sloppy they are they well, make excuses when you have a when you have a 45 year old cop slamming a 13 14 year old girl black white indifferent doesn't matter onto the ground and people are going standing up for that cop i think there's an issue there I think that's a big problem in our society. Absolutely. I was shocked, you know, when I saw that story and I saw how many people were actually trying to make excuses for the cop or, or you know, trying to say that the girl has issues, whatever. I don't care. Unless she has a gun pointing to his head or something, he shouldn't be acting that way. Right, and if you if you really pay attention to what happened there, 
he told them, you're going to leave. And they started leaving, and she was mouthing off, okay, oh, oh, I, I offended your, I insulted your integrity. I'm sorry, I, did, I didn't mean to insult your integrity. But that's all she did, and he threw shit over that. Right. And I didn't she even have to leave. You know, why? Wasn't she invited there by one of the residents? Yes, she was. I mean, I mean and then he jumps on her for what crime? Did, did the, what, did the what 30, crime did she commit? Did the 30-something-year-old women that slapped the 14-year-old girl, did that, did that woman get arrested? The, the, the person that started the whole fight? Is, 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 as far as my research has shown, the whole thing started from, a, from a, an adult my age, your age, Slapping a fourteen-year-old girl because she mouthed off to her. Let me tell you something. If that happened in my community and some bitch slapped my child, my wife would not be standing for that very well. <laughs> right, right. But you have, you have, and we've seen it time and again. Whether it's in Ferguson or Baltimore or New York or this incident now, the people it shows what I was saying. Americans are stupid. They're standing up for the police, police that are acting out of control, violating people's rights, and they're taking the side of the police. It's, it's crazy. It shows a definite defect of the mentality of Americans, and there's going to be a lot of backlash over that at some point. I, I don't know when, but... Uh, I hope but, soon, Kurt. I really hope soon. And I will say, in, that, in this situation, I don't know how much of it you followed, in this mm-hmm. situation... 99% of the cops involved in this story were awesome. They did their job well. There's video of, of a kid bringing a flashlight back to one of the cops saying, hey, what do your guys drop this? He said, thank you. Listen, guys, just relax. We'll take care of this. And then this this super cop, this idiot running around with his, I don't know, uh, comes over and tackles one of the kids that's talking to the cop. Right, but here, here's the problem. You can say 99% of them are fine, but the problem is this, and this is why they're all at fault, because they all cover up for each other. Right. And if, that there, was thin no, blue if line. there was no if there was no video of this, we would know none of the truth about it. They would all cover for each other. You know what's and, funny, though, Kurt? In this video, if you watch uh, the whole video of this incident, the seven, eight, nine-minute video of, of what happened... Mm-hmm. At one point in time, when the when the crazy guy, the cop running around like a jackass, pulls right. his gun, it, it's, it's almost like the other two cops wanted to slap him in the back of the head, like the redheaded stepchild, and be like, "Hey, what are you doing? Put that shit away!" <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. <laughs> I noticed that they're like, "Whoa, yeah. you know, what are you doing, jackass? Put that for <laughs> yourself." Yeah, we have enough problems doing. already without your help. <laughs> right, it's scary though. I mean, to see him go for his gun and just over a pool party. Right, a bunch of 14, 15, 16-year-old teens, black, white, and different. It really doesn't matter. They were having fun. Guess what? When I was a 15-year-old teen, I would have been running around there, too, and having fun. Wouldn't you have been, Kurt? For sure. (laughs) You know, we all did things like that. Exactly. And we didn't have cops coming, pulling guns on us. No, I've never had my entire life, even when I got a DUI when I was being a dumbass, I've never had a gun pulled on me by, by a cop. Right, neither. Never. I could imagine. I, I really couldn't even imagine it happening. And I see uh, young children. Look at the young girl killed a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, she was at a at a bonfire party. She got scared. She was a, a elementary or, I'm sorry, a, a daycare teacher. And the cop 
shot her to death because she didn't stop her car because she was scared because she was underage and trying to leave a party. I mean, it's just... Uh, I know. It's ridiculous. You know, like, what harm was she to anyone? None. Same, same with these kids at this pool party. It's just the cops are out of control, and the problem is is there's, there's no uh, criminal prosecutions of the bad behavior or they're, they're set up to fail, as we saw in Ferguson with the grand jury set up to fail by the prosecutor. And plus they're so, paying people to be there to cause issues. I mean, we can admit that. I think we know that. I think there's been proven that black lives matter. Listen, I'm all about all lives matter. And this Black Lives Matter program, it, it, we know it's Soros funded. We know it's uh, what's his face funded. We, we've we've seen stories come out about protesters waiting to be paid for their protesting. No, you don't <laughs> protest for money, my friend. You protest because you believe in what's happening in front of you. Yeah, exactly. You know, we kind of saw that in Baltimore too, where the mayor had the police stand down for the first day so everyone could riot. Uh, what I, what I see is that they're they're trying to divide everyone in the U.S. You know, along whatever lines you want to draw: black, white, Republican, Democrat, gay, straight, you name it. They're trying. The media and the government are trying to divide everyone because it takes focus off of where everyone's anger should be, which is on the politicians and on the bankers. And that's exactly why they're doing that, so that everyone fights with each other instead of coming after the true evil people that are ruining the country. And I would say that's probably a pretty damn good reason why you left this country, Kurt. Uh, I left for a lot of reasons, but I, the main reason is because I see it as a hopeless situation, and, and that can only be fixed um, by probably by civil war. It would be the only way to fix the U.S. at this point with... Sadly, millions of people in the U.S. need to die before the situation is fixed. Because you're sounding like a globalist right now, man. Come on, millions no, of people need to die, really? To fi- the the people that support the globalist agenda in the U.S. need to die before okay. b- before there's any hope. And you know, I was just messing with of you. Having, <laughs> yeah, before there's any hope of having a true government of the people again, because those people support the government. They support the police. They support the military taking their rights away. They support the politicians that are taking their rights away. And they're the problem. They're the enablers. And, that, and I don't see that problem being fixed. I just don't. Those people will have to die out, whether it's war, old age, whatever, to really have a change of mindset in the U.S., I think. I- or, you know, or it's going to go through financial collapse or World War III, you know, uh, an asteroid, what have you, and maybe people's uh, mentality will change at that point, but it's going to be some d- disastrous situation or past my lifetime probably before the U.S. is a great country once again. So that's that's why I left, mainly. And that's, you know, Kurt, as an American, as a, a, a person who served in the military, as somebody who believes in what our country stood for at one point in time, that hurts me. I don't mean that negatively to you, but that just hurts me to hear that because I believed, I actually supported what this country meant and and where we were supposed to go. And and as a young, I, I'm 40 years old, dude. You're you're 45, I think, give or take. 44. Yeah. So you're you're my age, and mm-hmm. and to watch. To watch this happen 
hurts. Well, we, it hurts inside, man. You know, like it, it really does, hurts. But you can't deny it's vastly different than when we were kids. Oh, totally different. Yeah, it, absolutely. The country has completely changed. But what's sad is that people are, say, like 25, 30 years old. This is all that they've known, at least for their entire adult lives. This is the United States for them. They're, it's not vastly different. This is what it is. So really, it takes someone to be maybe maybe 40 plus, 35 plus, to really see what a difference has, hap- has happened and things have changed so dramatically. I, I would so, say, so Kurt, I, Kurt, Kurt, I would say this this whole incident with this Texas shooting, or not, I'm sorry, let me take that back, not Texas shooting, this whole Texas incident, um, if you look at the young children speaking about this, the 15-year-old boy who recorded that, who talks about race and talks about how it happened, I want to believe deep inside, and listen, my, my, young, my oldest is 20 years old. I've got a grandchild. I've got a two-month-old grandchild, all right? I've got a 14-year-old, 15-year-old daughter. I've got a five-year-old son, six-year-old son, all right? I want to believe that these younger generations are actually seeing these problems, actually seeing what we as as grown adults are talking about. I want to believe that this younger generation, that this next group coming here, this next group taking control is going to do different. Do you do you see that at all? Do you do you have any hope of that? It's possible, but the thing is, is that they're so young, and they they have no money, they have no jobs. I have they, no money they, either, though, man. I mean, come on, let's be serious. Right, I, but, I'm broke. But, but, but really, to have any kind of clout in the U.S., you have to have numbers and or money. And the the baby boomers are controlling everything. They need they need to die out before you see dramatic change and have their money. And, and we're not talking about we're not talking about the globalist extermination of people. We're talking about the mentality of people dying out. I think, Kurt, right? Well, their mentality is not going to change. They're old and they're set in their ways. No, they actually need to die off. It doesn't have to be killing them. They might just be by old age, but their generation needs to go away because they're the ones that have the numbers. They're the ones that have the assets and the money that can make a change. But they don't see a problem. If you talk to anyone that's, say, um, 50, 55 or older, they don't see these problems that we do. They don't believe that the U.S. and Israel were involved in the 9-11 attacks. They don't believe in false flag terrorism. They believe the dollar will be strong forever, you know, and you can go right down the line. They support the police without question. They support all these wars against Muslims without question. It, they are the problem. And I hate to, you know, I'm kind of falling into the generational conflict here, but that's kind of how I see it. My generation and your generation, Generation X, we don't have the numbers. We don't have the amount of pot. We smoked a lot of pot and did a lot of acid in our early days. So, you know, you got to give us credit on that part. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we don't have the amount of people that were born in like the baby boomers or the younger generation has the numbers too so, so you think the, the not, do, you, do you think the 911 generation is going to be the change the generation yeah. conceived see, what's, during what's 911 no 
But it's going to it's either going to take them living through major disasters or just 30 years from now before you're going to see I the change. I don't know, Kirk, we see oh. we see a lot of we see a lot of resistance from guys that are 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old who are the 9/11 generation who are guys that were in elementary school, in preschool when 9/11 happened. And they might have lost, you know, family members or, or parents or grandparents, and they're starting to to stand up now. Uh, do you see that at all? No, I don't see that. And don't really pay that much attention. You know, they're they're busy on their smartphones and watching their TV or whatever, keeping busy, not really, not really paying attention or getting that involved now. 10 years from now, 20 years from now, when they're scraping to get by and there aren't any jobs, they're going to have a hole and they don't even have enough money to buy a house or have kids and their student loans are 100000 I mean, where I'm living right now. They're <laughs> going to be one pissed off generation. and But it's going to take a while because even if they have numbers, they still don't have money or any kind of clout for quite some time. But I don't. I don't think it'll get that far. There's. The sad thing is, is the U.S. economy is on its last legs, and it, there's going to be a major disaster. And if the U.S. economy goes, millions of people are going to die. Kurt, Kurt, you and know what my wife simple. does for a living? What's that? She is a title agent. She does insurance and title for home closings. Okay. About a year and a half ago, she said to me, "I see 08 redeveloping." Mm-hmm. Worse though, uh, yeah, exactly. And and Much worse. over the past couple weeks, she's been like, you know what, this is going to be worse than what we saw in '08. So she sees it coming because the debt the debt's much higher. The more jobs have been shipped overseas. The stock prices are much more inflated now. Uh, the economy is just much worse off. We have many more wars we're fighting now than in '08. Everything is worse. So it's it, the glo- the globalists are gonna are gonna have a big scheme where millions of people die because they're not going to take the blame for the failed economy because they if they do people will hunt them down for the rest of their lives wherever they are and kill them. Well, we won't do so that because they're, they're they they they're the rich guys and we won't hunt them down. They're okay. We, they're safe. We lose everything, they will hunt those people down and kill them. But they're going to deflect the blame, I'm telling you. It's going to be either a natural disaster, possibly caused by HARP, or World War III, blamed on someone else being the aggressor, probably Russia. Yeah. And, and that way they'll, there will be an excuse for the collapsed economy and millions of people dying. So, so that's what I see. I don't, I don't see... Yeah, the younger generation will eventually get controlled, but there's going to be this huge upheaval in the short term, and I just don't want to be there for that. It's nothing, you know. I don't want to live through Armageddon in the U.S. So, from for Kurt Haskell living in sunny uh, South Central uh, Costa Rica, what is your opinion of how life should be? Uh, how life should be is how life is here, which is you just do your thing. The police stay out of your way. There's no military. There's no them. There's very few laws, and that's it. You you just live your life. 
And so what do you, what do you do when the thugs come up to the you know the bar while you're hanging out there? I mean, what happens? What thugs? Uh, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> we don't have we don't have thugs. Perfect well, answer. I suppose my there are some, but you know, people just so it's not as scary as everybody says it business. is. They just mind their own business. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, I was much hundred times more scared going to court in Detroit every day than here at any time. <laughs> the crime rate here is. Uh, actually very comparable to um, you know an average U.S. city I would say but I say less violent crime here though but maybe more like petty theft kind of crime so, so Kurt tell me how can people uh, who might want to see what an expat does who might want to experience that lifestyle how can people follow you and find out what happens while you do this Oh, I mean, if anyone wants to add me on Facebook, just send me a request, and I, I'll be glad to add them. That's no problem. You know, I'm always talking about what we're doing here. We don't do a lot of exciting things, though. You know, we're, we live like normal retired people. We stay home. We watch movies. We go out to dinner. <laughs> uh, we hang out at the pool. Do this with our dogs. Go out the boat every once in a while. You know, just kind yeah. of chill. <laughs> Hang out at the beach. Go to how the bad? Gym. How bad of a life is that, Kurt? Come on, you know. Let's be honest. <laughs> no, it's a very, it's a very good life, but it's not exciting. It's not like you know, I'm doing all these exciting things. Well, I must, know? I must say, my friend, listen. Um, I've watched what you've done. I've watched where you've gone. I followed you through all this, mm-hmm. and I must say, I would. I would pay a million dollars to be in your shoes right now. So I admire what you've done. I admire the way you've done it. Okay? You, you've been an upstanding uh, citizen, no matter what country you are a citizen to. You have been an upstanding citizen. And I respect every little thing you've done, Kurt, because you've made a difference. You've, you've brought this to light. You've talked about it. And you know what? You made a decision to make difference in your life, to make your life better, and that's all that matters. And you know what, man? I can't applaud you more. Thanks. You know, I, I appreciate it. it. Really, it's just um, a, a matter It's a matter of having my country r- ripped out from under my feet. It's kind of how I look at it. And this was, a, to Lori and I, this was a necessary thing because we are quite certain the U.S. is going to collapse. You know, if people don't believe that, that's fine. But we're very intelligent people that pay very close attention to what's going on. And, you know, we looked at our situation and planned and and thought, well, that would be if there was a, a World War III or financial collapse sort of situation. And that's kind of how we ended up here. So... Just, it's just kind of self-preservation that, you know, all things being equal, if the U.S. was still the same or even close to how it was when we were kids, we would still be there. So we don't look at it as us abandoning our country. We look at it as our country abandoning us. Yep. I, I can't applaud you more for that, my friend. You and your beautiful wife, let me tell you something. I've been following you guys since you've got down there. Um, you have an awesome life you're living. I applaud you for that. I, I just, I, I can't even talk more about how happy I am with what you're doing. Because my wife and I talk about doing the same things all the time. That's really the direction we want to go in. Well, we don't yeah, want to live here anymore. We're done with it, man. 
if you ever want to come down, you know, just let me know if you want to come down and oh, check tr- it out. Trust me, I already marked that in my calendar the first day you said that to me, my friend. <laughs> if we're ever coming <laughs> that way, I'll be calling you, Kurt. Uh, Kurt yeah. Haskell, you know what? You guys need to look him up. If you don't know who Kurt Haskell is, he is the man that broke the underwear bomber story. And he is the man that has continued to fight even when he left to make sure that we can live in a safe secure country and he didn't feel that way anymore so he did what he had to do for his family and i applaud him kurt uh my friend you have a great evening i appreciate your time yet again tonight and uh anytime we can help you where can people find you you know whatever you're doing announce it please yeah you know i'm not doing a lot now you can follow me on facebook i post a lot about current events you know, in the U.S. on my Facebook and kind of my take on them. And also, I'm, I co-host the Proof Negative show on Freedomizer Radio on Monday nights uh 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. So uh, you can catch me there on Mondays. Yeah, well, we hope to. And I, I will have to talk about some stuff because I might be able to bring you on here. So, guys, make sure you check out Kurt Haskell. Uh, you're listening to RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. Kurt, my friend, uh, I appreciate your time. Go enjoy that monkey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. You know, glad glad to come on the show again, and I'll be on anytime you want me to. Absolutely. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. You guys enjoy okay. yourself. I'll be back with you in a couple minutes. This is RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Hi, right, Kurt. Thanks, man. I appreciate what your time. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Rez. Fortoed and Lexi. Well, I mentioned Fortoed? Sure. Oh, or no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz, Fortoed and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. I just wanted to take the time, take the time, write this to you myself because I think you get a bum rap. Shake your hand. Come on. Dear Mr. Police. 
wrote for me cost it over a grand. Didn't think that I was speeding, but you got me because. And since I know you wouldn't tell a lie, I guess that I was. Kinda struggling, so to not pay him is threatening my freedom. Thanks for showing up to court to make sure I didn't beat him. And we don't make it easy when we see y'all coming. Instead of just letting you beat us, we be struggling and running. I know you hate it when we make you have to use that stick. Sorry. And by the way, the taste and that pepper spray did the trick. I'm still walking funny. Hope my vision kicks back in. I know that I was wrong, sir. I'll never jaywalk again. Somebody told me you was jealous because that car was brand new. I said the police jealous? That can never be true. Maybe one day I can be as clever as you. You care about us, so you monitor whatever we do. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Pardon me, Mr. Policeman. These cuffs are cutting off the blood flow to my hands. It's amazing how you kicked that dude all in his face and beat the case, even though they had it all on tape. I know you love the people in the hood. How could you fake it? And that missing drug money, I know you didn't take it. I don't understand why people accuse you of hate. I know you only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one, beating the brainless. That 65-year-old woman must have really been dangerous. Cleaning up the streets is your top priority. You qualify for this. Why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training. Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect. And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it, yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. What's up, Rans Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne, in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news, and um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. Came up from the bottom. Alabama, 
the lower southern half of it. If you've never been here, I help you get a grasp of it, the class of it. Social indifference is ignoring what the system is and trying to get some fishing in. We'll seek what a pistol is or never take our guns back. Gauge on a gun rack, the sign reads, y'all call back. Crawfish, catfish, redfish, flounder. We eat our chicken fried oysters, rolling out of power. We drink beer the domestic kind. And the Chevys that we drive, we stand the test of time. Had the best of time on that floor around my line. She's got sand between her thighs, I got the sun in my eyes. It ain't always been good times working class down here. Uh-huh. Some come to party, but we live down here. Best believe we don't take no shit. Think I won't do it, hold my beard. Watch it. They don't understand where I come from. I've been down, but I came up from the bottom and a product of the lotto. Don't need no glass to drink the liquor out the bottle. Oh, motherfuckers, high. Yeah, that's my motto. Working class, the only people I follow. They understand where I'm from. I've been down, but I came up from the bottom. Down here, we just roll with the tide. Nick Saban and Jesus, yeah, that's our guys. Football on Saturday, church on Sunday. We're working all week trying to raise beer money. Just like you, our rent's past due. And the Waffle House ain't considered fast food. It's a luxury, like caviar. Sipping mama sweet tea out of mason jars. The ladies wear denim and the men wear dickies. Cause he's been working hard, changing old into chippy. Granddaddy named Earl, got an uncle named Billy. We gon' light up the grill. Y'all holla if you're with me. Eating hush puppets and mud bugs. And our headlights all covered in love bugs. We gon' keep
I hope you guys all enjoyed talking with Kurt Haskell tonight. You know, until you live that life, you don't know what you're giving up. You don't realize what you're doing. I admire Kurt for stepping out and making a choice based on what happened to him. That's all that happened. It's what happened to him. And he decided he did not trust this government, this country, anymore. What is it going to take for you to be done with what this country does to us? When are you going to be the one that stands up and says, I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore. We shouldn't have to get to that point. That's what bothers me, I think, the most. Is that's what it takes, is us getting to that point. We live in one of the greatest countries ever conceived. Ever conceived. And we've allowed it to be taken over and run just as was allowed in the Greek Empire. Are we ready to be the next empire? Do you want to be the next empire? Do you want to be the next failing fools that believed in what we were told? Or do you want to stand up and be something different? That's what it comes down to. Do you want to be different? Do you want to be someone else? Or do you just want to fall into the footsteps of those that have failed prior to us? I'm not ready to fail, and I hope none of you are either. We have a lot to fight for. We have a lot to believe in. How could you... How could you ever want to give up on what we've had? Yes, we've had it. We've had some of the greatest times in civilization. Are you ready to give that up? Are you ready to fail? Because I'm not ready to fail. And I hope none of my friends are ready to fail. Because we have a lot to lose if we fail. Humanity is a lot bigger than you. Humanity is a lot bigger than me. Humanity is undescribable. It's irreplaceable. We don't know where it comes from. Maybe there is a God. Maybe there isn't. I can't answer that question. But I do know that I'm happy being a human. I'm happy living the life that I live. And I don't want that to change. I don't want that life to go away. Do you Do you really want that life to go away? Do you really want to live in a 1984 environment? Is that where you want to live? Are you ready to live there? 
These are the things that you have to answer as an individual. As a human being, you have to answer these questions. Are you ready to live in an environment where you have no control over what happens to you? That's the biggest question that needs to be answered. I don't have the answer to that question. I know what I want to be as a human being. I know where I want to be as a human being. But I don't have the answer to that question. I don't know where we should be. I don't know where we ought to be. I just know where I am. And I hope a lot of you think about that. I hope a lot of you question where you are and where you should be. Because if you don't, you're a failure. As I said earlier tonight, I'm going to bring an old friend on, a buddy that's always been involved with our show since the, the beginning of our show, uh, my buddy Info. Info, how you doing, man? Hey, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing awesome. So, you know, what do you think about the Kurt Haskell interview, for starters? Well, I always like listening to Kurt talk. Very intelligent individual. It's amazing to hear somebody who who came from that level and and decided that he had to do something different and decided that he was going to move on and he was going to do something different. It's very um, inspiring. Yeah, I mean, especially, you know, I mean, think about being on the plane. I mean, that's a that's a... That's a hundred percent fact, and he has proof. You know, a lot of us go on research that we've done here. This guy's seen it with his own eyes. Yeah, yeah. saw it with the salt with his own eyes. He saw the guy being escorted onto the plane. I mean, you, I don't think you can get much more proof than that that your government's trying to kill you. Oh, uh, you're just at a least, cra- you're at, just least a- at least stage events to take <laughs> away your freedoms. You're just a crazy conspiracy guy. Come on, info. You know, you're just eh, you're just crazy. Come on. Yeah, well, hey. <laughs> Sometimes it's the crazy people that are right. Well, I agree with that 100%. You know that about me. So, what's your what what have you learned because I know Jade Helm is a big thing on your plate, something you pay very close attention to. Um, you've posted some some really good pictures, some really good video. Where do you stand? Where? What's your thought pattern? Well, it, it is a military operation, and we, we need to keep looking at it as a military operation. Well, whether or not certain things happen during this operation and already in place is the military to you know carry out an agenda that was preconceived but hidden in a military operation. That's just speculation. Or it's just a military operation, and they're just playing around and having fun. You know, what we need to watch out for is now we're all worried about Jade Helm. The Second Amendment is being attacked through the First Amendment. Because now, through the International Trafficking of Firearms Treaty, I don't know if I said it right or not, International Trafficking of Firearms, something like that. I've got the the, the paper, but I just have to take my face away from the phone to look at it. <laughs> but anyway, Obama's trying to sneak it in there, so you can't talk about guns on the Internet anymore. You know, how people do, like, the do-it-yourself videos of breaking guns down and, you know, modifying and putting rails on. That's going to be illegal. Well, that's covered under the First Amendment, which is supposed to be protected by the Second Amendment, but somehow they're going to shut up gun owners through the First Amendment. So well, and that's that's a big fear. I know a lot of people. Um, 
you've been tracking how this Jade Helm thing has been uh, has been growing. Uh, a lot of people I see and, and and follow and talk to have been talking about how it's growing beyond what they initially initially said was going to be the operation. You know, well, Texas yeah. and Oklahoma and all these states were specifically directed towards this operation, but it seems like it's growing further out. No, it's the whole entire country. It's going on in the whole country. I just got some intel from uh, somebody I know that's in the military, and within the next month, there's going to be a drill in Indiana, well, through Indiana to Tennessee. A warhead's going to come up missing somewhere from south of Indiana to somewhere where Ten Oaks Laboratory is. Somewhere in between there, this warhead's going to come up missing. So, well, and that's a big, that's I, and, a big that's fear a, it's because a, it, it's a drill. It's a drill. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure I could probably. I don't know if I could get a hold of any paperwork or not, but I, I trust the source, and it's going to happen. Well, and that's the big thing about these drills. I mean, we we we've how many times have we watched these drills happen? You know, uh, uh, Miami, uh, Tampa during the RNC in 2012. You know, all these drills happen. Uh, but this one seems to be drawing a lot more attention. I know it's it's something big on your list. Um, some people would say, you know what, these things happen all the time. What's the concern? Why are we worried about it? Because you know they do these drills, right? Okay, well, they happen it, all the time. It, it's a drill on steroids. That's for one thing. Um, the, the name of it's a little odd, you know. What I mean, but you know the military does like to name things odd. True. There's always a reasoning behind that, you know, are we ever going to know what the real meaning of Jade Helm is? Hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Unless you're going to find the, the real... And see, this is what's the funny thing about it is. It's a military operation, privately contracted out and designed by a company. Well, that doesn't company, mean anything. That, that doesn't mean anything. Come on now. don't the, the Info. Don't get crazy on me here. Just because... Just because it's contracted out and the government has no involvement in these training drills or anything, there's so, there's nothing to worry about. The funny thing is, how does a think tank who doesn't have, I mean, maybe a couple guys in the think tank do have a little combat experience. Highly doubt it. Their combat experience is sitting Agreed. in a radio, <laughs> sitting in a radio room or the map room. But uh, shoot know, here, shoot here, yeah, shoot now, well, yeah, drop or, the bomb, or, or sitting all the way here in Tampa and, and you know and drawing commands from here. But how do these think tanks? You know, you you think if you really wanted to hold a real military drill and have it, you know, work efficiently for the military, you'd have the military guys design the drill, not a private co- a co- a company that you contracted out. Well, that would make you the know? most sense. I mean, you know, just because they're military guys and they would know what was coming up, I would think. You, you know what I mean? And they would know how to, well, I mean, how, you tell me this, how does, uh, you know, just stupid, just stupid stuff on, like, the stuff that's going on in Flint now. Is that a real military operation or did they hire some private com- company to create a scenario for them? You can't create your own scenarios? Uh, <laughs> you get what I mean? Isn't that what our military no, I, I used, to, you. used to yeah. create our own scenarios? And I'm sure they have, a, you know, an artificial intelligence program that can create the scenarios for them as well. Well, if you think about it, let's get really down to the U.S. military. I mean, nobody knew that they were creating a nuclear bomb to destroy Japan with. So, 
how much can we put well, into the and, facts and that they're going to share to us what they're talking about? Well, unless you were at the Bohemian Grove and got to overhear the conversation about speaking the Speaking of, what, what's that, this weekend here? I mean, there's there's a lot of <laughs> shit going on this week. You know, we got Bohemian Grove uh, meeting up. Where are they? Australia? No, not Australia. Australia. They're in Australia. Australia yeah. I, I guess reporters are getting harassed four miles out. I mean... God um, forbid we know what they're actually talking about. I mean, yeah. Well, I this is funny. This, this Bilderberg here... I have a feeling that more things are going to be discussed, put on the table, and set in motion at this Bilderberg than any prior Bilderberg. As we've all we've all said that things are speeding up. Right. We know we know things are speeding up. Yeah, by far. Well, yeah. I think it's very odd that the security is the way it is. I mean, look at the Bilderberg and Chantilly. Not a lot of security. A bunch of cops being jerks here and there. Blah 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 blah. You know, I've watched a couple of Bilderbergs with security's tight around the building. This is secluded. They don't want anybody to know. I guarantee a lot of these people showing up are going to be helicoptered in. Well, listen, I'll tell you info. Let, let's go back to history, right? And what started me as a crazy conspiracy guy. The first thing that got my attention was the the black preacher that talked about the long-legged Mac Daddy, which was Obama. And that mm-hmm. led me to the Obama deception from Alex Jones. Sorry, Jack, but, you know, we've got to talk about it. And that's what led me to my awakening of what was going on six years ago, five years ago. And as I watch it continue to to uh, expose itself, I watch the things going on, and I question what what I've really been instructed to believe. And that's what led me to this point today. It's not it's not nine eleven, it's not it it's not all these other things. I was actually like a, a big like you know, you're a nine eleven truther. Well fuck you, you're a douchebag, you should die. That was me at one point in time. Now to think of me being that guy today, does that change your opinion of me? I you know, like the, no, because, think about it. Because I understand that there's people that are informed, and there's people that are informed to an extent, and then there's people that are informed into denial because of the belief system that's put out through informed our lovely into, media. Wait, wait. Informed into denial. I think that is an awesome statement you just made, and I think that's a big problem we have in this country, is people are informed into denial. Well, we're brainwashed, Sean. We've been brainwashed since we've been children. You're brainwashed from birth. Because we live in a system where you have to brainwash, whether you do it subliminally or however you do it, you've got to to steer the populace in the direction you want them to go, or you'll no longer remain in control. How you do it and how they've been doing it and the way it's going on now is just it, it, it hits on crack, steroids, heroin, mescaline, <laughs> spice, freaking bath salts. You get what I'm saying, right? <laughs> uh, and for those of you who don't know in, who Info is. Um, this gentleman here uh, started listening to me when I worked with somebody else and, and got involved and, and was well beyond what we talk about here prior to our interaction. But as I've learned to understand info, as I've, <laughs> as I've grown to love this individual as a person, He's brought a lot of information to us. So I want to make sure people understand that, you know, it's not some guy, you know, you, you know, 
spewing out bullshit. This is a guy that used to work for uh, for for um, uh, Volkswagen, who, who did like inspections of what you'd be amazed by, and then he went, "No, I don't want to do this anymore," and and went through a tough time himself. Am I wrong in info? Yeah, now I cut grass. So <laughs> <laughs> you went from being a designer for uh, Volkswagen to being a grass cutter. Yeah, that's that's great, isn't it? It's it's a it's a weird story, though. The, the point I'm trying to make is, um, people don't understand where people come from and what people do to get to this point that we sit at today. Yeah, and it, sometimes you know. <laughs> It's funny. Some people, I, I got to see if I can put this the right way. It's almost like the things that you and I do has now become trendy. You know what I mean? And now, <laughs> and it, 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 it may be manufactured if you want to look at it that way. That people just, you know, you, you know what I mean? People follow trends. Right. You know what I mean? We can call ourselves individuals all we want, but we love groupthink. Humans love groupthink because it keeps you from. It puts you in a group of people with similar interests, and it it keeps you from being marginalized alone. I think we need groupthink, and that's the scariest part of it. We need it. We need it to a certain extent, but we need to know that groupthink is just protection from the from being scared to speak out on our own instead of we now speak out with the group. I know that if I tell you this, I've got friends that are now going to, hey, yes, he's right, da 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 da. Instead of going out on topics that nobody talks about and you, you know what I mean well, how many times how many times with group think how many times with group think info how many times do stories we talk about spin within our world all the time every every day yeah it, it's it's crazy to watch a story that comes out and and in our little world it spins from this to that to this to that to this to that till we finally figure out what it is and it's it's not something we can control how it works out. It's just something we we have learned to evaluate how these things go down and and watch how the process happens. And that's one of the biggest things that people miss. I, I really honestly think that is one of the biggest things people miss is how to evaluate this. Well, people don't do their own research either. They blindly take anything. Well, okay, I can, you know, kind of trust this guy. So he, he posted this article. Well, sometimes somebody just posts an article for, for the hell of it. And just you get stuck. They decide to post it to see what kind of comments they're going to get back on it. Right. And well, you get stuck. Got people just run with it. Go ahead. And don't look at the backstory or if there is a backstory or they or they go off the headline and then you read the story and the headline is completely off from what the story is and then you look make yourself look like an ass well and that happens to a lot of us on on a regular basis you know we we see these sensationalized stories and we go oh wait i got to i got to look at this and then you post it and you you don't really research it because you you trust the people that post it and you get up get egg on your face it happens all the time. We all get egg on our face. Oh, yeah, I've had egg on my face several times. So, <laughs> Me too, so I must admit that. I'll always admit that because I'm not... Listen, I'm not some god. I'm not some special guy. I've got guys like Info here who's talking with us. I've got guys like Fortote. I've got guys like Jack, I, Kurt, and all these different people that that help influence where I go or what I think. And 
you can't you can't come to a, a, a solid decision until you hear all these different angles. Yeah, you can't. That's why it's called research because you keep on going over somebody else's work until you come up with your own idea. So most of the times we never have facts; they're just ideas, theories, and thoughts. Well, they're, yeah, they're, 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 most of what we talk about aren't things that are nailed and solid. I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. There are things that we discuss that we voice that are pretty, you know, effing nailed down in fact. There, there are things that you can't, you can't argue with. The, the, this happened. This is what like, went down. We're like conspiracy analysts. We analyze it and discuss it and then debate it, and then we form our own opinions. You know, so, and then that's when several years down, and especially new stuff that happens, you're never going to find out anything. They're not even going to take some black lines off of paper for 30 years or until somebody dies. You know, getting a grand jury indictment for something. You, you, you know what I mean? It, I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's it, all this is our own fault anyway. Well, we, 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 we try to. It's our, it's we, our own fault. Every we, try, we try to decipher it, we try to figure it out. We try to determine the direction we're going in. Uh, what I think we're going to do here, Info, let's take a little break. i got to go pee, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. i gotta, I got my, my little bladder is you know, attacking me here. We're going to take a little break here, and we're going to wrap up the rest of the evening with Info. And, and I want to talk about Jade Helm. I want to talk about where you, where you actually think things are going and what you think the problem is, all right? Oh, I see you want my opinion. Yes, I want your <laughs> opinion in the next break. So we'll, we'll be back with you guys. RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. We'll talk to you soon. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941 421 0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com. Yeah. Dr. Handle Vista, Twister Surgeon, HHMD. DJ Hellfire. My nigga Amp Killer Assassin. True Thumbs. 2009 Flavor. Amp Killer. Revolutionary hip hop. Dirty jersey. Polyrap radio serves. Beginning of the end of this. Get it, yeah. Not trying to badmouth my brother, buddy, part of the beast executive. Carrying orders, giving orders round the border. Carnivorous mind frame, mind games. We don't play those. Killer instinct, I'm Jago. Off the wall, throwing intravenous thoughts. You start to see the light. Operation Freedom Strike. Jurisdictional task 
The, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum, cum trail... I've got lesbians and he's got cum trail. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is going to... They're going to have to redirect 
the American's mindset. <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. RazRadioLive.com. Just getting reports of a shooting incident at the Chicago Sheraton where President Bush has been speaking. It's not clear if the president himself has been hit, but apparently there are casualties. I have a short statement. The president suffered two bullet wounds. The first entered just under the right armpit. It traversed about three inches of the chest wall, then ricocheted off the fifth rib and exited.
trouble I'm all about that bass, about that bass, 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 bass. Yeah, it's pretty clear, I ain't no size two But I can shake it, shake it, like I'm supposed to do Cause I got that boom, boom, that on the board I had to bring it on with that one I gotta say, this girl, that, that's kind of my, my, my groove Beautiful woman We know that shit ain't real, come on now I like real shit. That's what I like. Anywho. All right. We'll bring that down. All right. Info. You there? Yeah, I'm there. All right. Good. I hope you uh, you got my uh, stupidity for a little bit there. We're good. We all need <coughs> stupidity every once in a while. But I, I guess the last thing I want to touch on with you, as we sit and watch what goes on in the world, uh, both of us, I mean, we, we both sit and watch our own side of what's going on. It can be just disturbing, and we can we each can be di- distracted by um, uh, different things going on around us. You know, it's very easy for us to be distracted, myself included. So, how do you work through every day and not get distracted? Well, <laughs> I try not. I mean, something that a topic that becomes really big. Most of the time, it's a distraction. So, I just, I don't know. I always have to stay busy, so I'm just not constantly paying attention to one thing. I'm paying attention to everything because I do believe something's getting ready to happen. Um, how, how it goes down and, and the sequence it goes down in, I'm not quite for sure of yet, but we're, we're going to have some issues, and our economy is going to take a shit for a little bit, really bad. Uh, do you really, do you really <laughs> think that the global elite would crash our economy again? Yeah, they're going to crash our economy again. Purposely crash the economy again. Uh, so uh, what's your thought of how they're going to do that? Not quite for sure. Um, you know, it's a good possibility. It's going to be a natural disaster or a man-made natural disaster, however you want to look at it. Well, you've um, you got to keep in mind, a lot of people talk about how... Um, you know the 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 stock market has been actually in the red now. It's a it's a big question to bring up. You know we 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 watch this thing that's supposed to control our economy, but now we're seeing that it's actually in the red, and it's not a good thing. No, it's not a good thing. But you know, you know, before these guys get out or whatever they plan on doing, you know, globalists do a lot of stupid stuff or whatever you want to call them. Elitist. <laughs> They'll do things like crash their entire economy and buy up every single company, you know, and then... You know, and it'll be obvious they did it, but well, nobody will question whether they did it or not. Well, it's been done before. I mean, look at the Napoleonic Wars. The Rothschilds did it then. They lied. Everybody sold everything, and he bought everything up. Hmm. It's pretty simple. I mean, it's, that's history. That's were... history. That's something everybody can just Google. Just Google the Napoleonic Wars and the Rockefellers. You know You know what I think we should Google? Oh, that didn't work. There you go. That, that, that's what we should Google. What do you think? Pay attention to them. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Info. I, I really I, wasn't trying I, to interrupt you. I, I do believe the Internet as you know it. Within the next year, it's going to be not as you know it any longer. Uh, what do you mean? It's not going to be what we know it any longer. Oh, it's not going to I be what you know I think you should expand it. on that a little bit. Well, expand on that thought, and, you know, why is it not going to be what we know it? 
Okay, right now, well, I can give you one instance for sure, for sure. This international trafficking of firearms regulation. Right. If you want a if you want a gun store online, you won't. You won't own a you gun won't. store online. You won't own a gun store online. You're going to jail if you do. But why, why is that a problem? Why shouldn't every American citizen because, have a gun to defend, because, to, to defend because, themselves? Because Jihadi John can freaking Google search your website and learn how to make a fucking AR-15. Uh, really? Do, That's do, why. Do you it's really a, it's believe a gag, It's a gag order on discussion of firearms online. But I can, make, I can make a weapon. talk about it. Chris, I can make a weapon from a 3D printer. So why is that you, such a big fear? But guess what? You can't buy the blueprints. It's against the wall, too. I already have them, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> right, but you get what, you get what <laughs> we, I'm saying. We happen I'm to know being, the same I'm, people. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm, being, I'm being really freaking sarcastic, but from what I'm reading, this, is, this, isn't, this isn't bullshit. This is, this is already in place. Whether they're gonna when they're gonna start pursuing it, it's 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 the old Eric Holder brainwashing. You don't talk about guns anymore. Guess what? People stop liking guns. It's kind of like um, what's that? Uh, there's a saying. Um, son of a bitch, I can't think of it. Um, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, brother. Anyway, give me a minute. And I'll think of it. <laughs> it, it it's kind of like I mean, if you don't see it anymore, you you don't want it anymore. So you're kind of talking like the mousetrap and the cheese, and you're just so mesmerized by what's going on around you that you just don't see it. Yeah, you got football, basketball, baseball, NASCAR racing. Don't forget, the, don't forget. Don't forget. Listen, listen, hey, listen, Chris. Rednecks Chris. don't really care as long as they can buy ammunition to go hunting. They don't. They don't really care if they can't talk about and, guns and don't, anymore. Don't on the forget. Don't forget. They're rebuilding the Coliseum. You know they're trying to to assimilate a lot of the things from the old days of when the gladiators were fighting. So they're trying to bring that thought back to us. They're trying well, to war- rebuild the Coliseums. The wars broadcasted live on TV. I mean, if you want to watch, people oh, is that fight bread and circuit? Uh, bread and circus on itself? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah I mean, wars broadcast. I mean, you can you can watch war if you want. Just turn on your freaking idiot box or your television, and, and you know, get get somebody else's opinion of the war that's going on. That's it's kind of scary to think about how it goes down, how we watch it, how we're entertained by it, and how we've lost our humanity. Humanity is one of the biggest things we have lost as a as a a race, as a as a populace, as as a group of people that have. A deciding factor on what happens to a majority of people, we have lost that basic sense of humanity, of what what we should base our decisions on. And that that's I think that's the biggest thing that bothers me. Hum, hum, humans beg to be governed. But they can't why? live without why? somebody telling why? them. Why what do to we do. do that? Why because, do we beg it? Because we've been freaking brainwashed forever. I, uh, it, forever. Forever. There's always been the slave race and the masters. And that's how it's always been. Look at history. It's in history. It's in every fucking history book. It's in every culture you look at. There are the masters and the slaves. Well, as time goes on and people progress, we get smarter and we learn that we don't want to be slaves anymore. So how do you keep enslaving people? You come up with bullshit to entertain them to keep them out of your freaking business and the shit you do. It's kind of like this, the TPP. Okay? We have people that are going to vote on this, right? And they're supposed to be our constituents to speak for us, right? 
Well, how are they speaking for us if me and you can't see that fucking document? How are well, they fucking going to vote for me and you? You know what I mean? And fucking guess what? Rand Paul, he's just as wrong. He's been in there. He's seen the document. I don't care if you're running for president or not. Let people know we're about to be fucked bad. It's the same thing. That's what thing. that document, we are fucked. It's the same thing as Obamacare. It's the same thing as any of these things they try to push through. Um, you know what? I want to believe in Rand Paul, and I know a lot of people that really uh, have hung their hat on the Rand Paul bus. Rand is not Ron, and that's what I will always say. Rand is not Ron. He will never be Ron, and, and, and there is no comparison. Yes, he's got some great points. He is a good man, but guess what? He's just as contrived as anyone else. He's not going to win. Oh, I go know that. His, you know that. I his, know that. Go look at his voting record. Look at the bills he's voted on. So you know what I mean? You, I mean, it's stupid stuff like that that people don't go do before they go vote for these bozos, and it doesn't matter. It's an illusion of choice. I understand that. They give us two of the two dumbasses. They're going to do whatever the hell they tell them to do. <laughs> The two dumbasses, he said. We're going to get the two dumbasses. Uh, 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 info, I lost you there for a second there. Are you back yet? No, well, look, at, I love Internet. I love, I love the way Skype works. It works so well. Whenever you're trying to do a show, it's always great to use Skype because they give you the greatest quality of conversation until you start talking about things they don't want you to Sorry talk about. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> there you are, brother. I think you got all fired up, and you hit the mute button. Uh, no, I think I dialed my voicemail or something, because <laughs> I heard some... I don't know what it was. <laughs> Too funny. I'm, I was trying to cover for you, so don't worry. I ranted that's about right. how the government's trying to cover you up, and, you know, that's why you went blank. So you no, I mean, could have went with what I said, but let's talk about the truth, you know? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. We, like I said, it, it's it's our own faults. It's our own faults. We're we're we, we get so easily involved in stupid stuff, and we a lot too many people just believe what they're told blindly, and that's how a lot of this shit goes down. And, and people and a lot of a lot of this is people don't care. So you know what? The military could be setting up to freaking. Uh, do whatever the hell they want to do. It's you know what I mean. It's the military. Nothing you and I can do about it. No, I can speculate all I want. I, I can speculate all I want that it's for a civil unrest or it's just a training drill. But they are going to be in locations where it'll be perfect. But, you know, civil unrest, there, there's not enough troops. Most of the troops are all still elsewhere. When you start noticing those people coming home from every other country or they're enlisting more, then maybe be worried about the drill. But they don't have enough troops. Well, I was going to say, enlistment's down, way, way down. Uh, I think the younger people have understood what's going on in the world around them, and I don't think they're they're enlisting as quickly as uh, people would like them to. So I hope yeah. that I hope that continues. Uh, info, I appreciate your time tonight. Of course, as usual, my friend. Uh, hey, thanks for having me on. We'll always allow you to. Have your moment to spew your craziness, which I agree with. So, <laughs> uh, You guys have been listening to the first video on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. Keep it up. I'll be here. I won't be, you know, quite as crazy. Crazy? Crazy? I won't be crazy all the time. But I love you guys. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. Emotions to
love or to hate. I don't know what to do. We're all lost and confused. Just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes. But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace. When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. When I'm risking it all with no time to waste, fuck this red race. I'm leaving this place. It's time to blast off destination space. Sunset hung behind us, and the universe to blind us from the moon. We'll watch the whole world explode, moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent, with the light show from a passing UFO, lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go. so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity
as I return to the land where I'm seeing the train where the temperature's high. So am I. And so are the shorts of the girls who walk by where the black top is hot with no shade at all. Reminiscent of the summers that came before where the hustle's strong or you won't survive. Graffiti tells the story of a million lives. Through the sounds of cement, the concrete's alive where the ponds are formed, the rats run and hide. Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life where the express bus runs twice a night to the stadium that's packed every Monday night to the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight where you can get what you want if the price is right and screaming fuck use another way to be polite Just a few perks when you're in my zone This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home 